slaps and a hug. I think somebody on our launch team coined that phrase. Um, and I'm like, yep, that's the word for you. So I, I'm going to read this scripture to you. And we're going to read a lot of scripture. So if you want, you can open your Bible to Hebrews chapter 11 now. And, um, you know, we'll put the notes on the app later, but I just want you to stay, stay with me, okay? So um, there's a couple things that I'm gonna ask you to write down, but just write down Hebrews chapter 11, then read your Bible after church. You should have read it anyways, but well, that's okay. Two slaps and a hug, remember? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. I just out of curiosity, I was like, okay, what is like Webster? Like, what is, what is the real definition, definition of faith? Because we see faith everywhere. You see it at home goods. If you're a girl, you know, you know, you see it on the signs. You see it on your mom's walls. If you're Gen Z, yeah, they're like, yeah, <laughs> you see faith or you see faith on a t-shirt or some of you all got tattoos that say faith. I know it got quiet, didn't it? That's okay. You're, you're in good company. Um, but we, there's different um, ways that we have faith. Some of it, some people use it as a secular term. Some people use it as a sacred term. Um, faith is just one of those words that we throw around a lot in the Christian culture. But what really is it? And so I love these definitions because I want to just challenge you a little bit at how you think about the word faith, that it's not just a feels-based word. And I think sometimes you see it on a t-shirt, you see it on the wall, you see it in, you know, culture, and you're just like, yeah, you just got to have faith. Well, faith in what? Faith for what? What does that mean? And so we're going to talk about that word today because we're in a series called The Supernatural. What does that mean? You can't have the supernatural without faith, so we need to know what is faith? What does the Bible say about it? Um, It's an allegiance or duty, an allegiance to duty or a person. Another definition, fidelity to one's promises, a sincerity of intentions. This is just Webster's Dictionary. Um, Belief and trust in and loyalty to God. Now, that word loyalty, it really challenged me because I think a lot of times we equate faith with how we feel. Oh man, my faith is weak. What if you just decided to have more faith? My faith is shaken. What if you just decided that you're not giving up this time? That's not a feelings thing. That's a decision thing. And so, you know, we've been teaching our kids, what does faith mean? What is character? Trying to teach them some of these life lessons. And um, if you didn't know, we homeschool and we're not weird. Just wanted to say it. We're not. But we homeschool and we, you know, we homeschool for, we travel and, you know, it's like our kids would be falling asleep in school all the time. Okay, so this is not like a judgment thing. Don't think that. It's just a scheduled thing. So we homeschool. We're not weird. Praise God. Write that in your notes. And, um, but we, we teach, Bible is a part of our curriculum. So it's a part of what we teach. And so we're teaching about faith and we're teaching about different things. And we try to get those messages into our kids. Well, we went on Domino Tour, right? That was awesome. How many watched that online or maybe participated in that or came to church through that? It was incredible. And so, um, you know, we, the only pets that the Signorelli family has been able to keep alive is fish. Don't worry, we didn't kill dogs or nothing. Like we didn't do any of that. Just so we're clear. <laughs> But we just know our limits. We know that fish, that's it. And so we have these fish. And so I knew Domino Tour was going to be a stretch. And I cannot tell you, I mean, I've gotten in so much trouble with Pastor Mike about spending money on Venmo to pay people to keep our like carnival fish alive, you know? 
He's like, that's it. So I had to do some research, and I'm like, all right, Domino Tour, like, these fish are going to cost us hundreds of dollars if I don't figure this out. So we figured it out. We did our research online, but and we knew they could go so many days. And so I told the kids on the way home from the airport, I was like, as soon as you get home, don't even go to the bathroom. Go run and feed your fish if you want that thing to stay alive, because <laughs> it has like 12 more hours on the clock. So, of course, my kids go running into their room, and Evie, Evie comes out just crying, just bawling. And I knew exactly what happened, and she came in my room. She was like, Mom, my fish is dead. I'm like, oh, no, you know. And um, it wouldn't be the first casualty of fish in our house, but so we knew how to do She knew how it went. And so we're talking about it, and, and she said, Mommy, will you pray for me? And I was like, yeah. So I pray for her, Lord, help. Now, I want, keep in mind, I did not have a prayer of faith. This was a prayer of closure. You ever prayed those before? (laughs) It's like, Lord, just help Everly as she grieves her fish. Father God, we pray comfort over her and peace over her in Jesus' name. All right, so Everly goes in her room, and I said, Evie, in a couple minutes, I'm going to have to take the fish and, you know, give it its proper burial, the toilet. And so... You know, I'm talking her through this, right? Because I'm like, all right, she's going to probably remember this and whatever. So we're, we're going through this emotional roller coaster that happens in the span of 30 seconds. And so I get out of my bed to go take her fish to, you know, dump it in the toilet. <laughs> and Evie comes running back in. She said, Mom, the fish is alive. What? <laughs> like, it shocked me. Uh, now, here's the thing. I don't know if the fish, the fish could have had a stroke. The fish could have been still when she came then. I don't know. But something in her DNA, her first response when she hit adversity was prayer. And the second response when she saw the outcome was, thank you, Jesus. I want you to repeat after me. My faith does not equal my feelings. Repeat after me. My faith is a decision. Your faith is a decision. It's an allegiance to God's word. It's a loyalty to God's word. My decision is to believe the things of God, whether I see it or I don't. Whether I receive it, you know, you hear that line like favor isn't fair. Whether you receive the favor or I don't, the Signorelli family has made up their mind. We are going to believe God no matter what. We're going to believe it no matter what. And so you think one supernatural encounter is going to increase your faith. Well, I'm going to tell you that's a lie. Now, as a son or daughter of God, you will be used for the supernatural and you will be a recipient of the supernatural. But if you're waiting for the supernatural to increase your faith, you're waiting on a lie. It's a decision Every single day to die to your flesh that increases your faith. Because I have been in the same room. I've been with people who've seen the most miraculous, incredible, angelic visitations as me, and they do not serve the Lord. I have been in the same services as you where ears have popped open. People have been set free from demons. People have uh, got healed of sick and illnesses and infirmity, and they still don't believe. It's a choice. 
And so if you came in today with shaky faith, my encouragement is to get your eyes off the water and the trouble around you. Get your eyes fixed on Jesus and decide that my flesh is going to die and I am going to decide to have faith. Let's read what he says in Hebrews chapter 11. Now I'm about to read 12 scriptures. So if you're a scripture counter when somebody preaches, it's 12. And then I got more after that. Save the email. I'm just kidding. But I'm about to read 12 chapters in a row. But here's the rule. You gotta, I know that's a little long and so you might feel away, but we're gonna do it together. So every time that I say, by faith, you, NYC, Global Online, you guys are gonna repeat after me, by faith. All right, so let's try it. By faith. But you gotta say it with, you know, like some, like you're a preacher. Like, by faith. That was better. Okay, this, this, they got it. This direction has it. This direction needs a little more work. All right, ready? By faith. By faith. Okay, all right. So you guys are hired. You're preaching next week. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, 1 verse 12. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, you guys are better than the last service, just so you know. NYC, I feel like you're the loudest, just so you know, but I don't know. By faith, I'm believing that. Okay, all right, all right, all right. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that what we, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteousness. God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Faith leaves legacy. Your faith leaves legacy. I'm just going to stop right there for just a second, because uh, last night they sent me a picture. This wasn't in, I didn't say this last service, but um, uh, we've been doing a church in Indiana. That's where I grew up. We, we Now we have a location there. And one thing that they did was there, we have a cross set up where you can just kind of take communion. Don't get jealous. We're working on it. Okay, here. So um, they have a cross where you can just come in and take communion, whether we're having communion or not. You can write some prayer requests, and they just it's a really special thing that they have there. And they took a piece of my dad who passed unexpectedly a few years ago. They took a piece of his furniture, and that is what holds the communion. And when they sent it to me, I just started bawling. And it wasn't because it was my dad's, but it represented a legacy. He's not here anymore, but his consistency of his faith lives on through me and my children and my children's children. Your faith has legacy. His offering had legacy. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death and he was not found dead because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Listen to this. And without faith, it is impossible, say impossible, to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists 
and that he rewards those who seek him. Let's stop for a second. You have to believe God. And if you do, he is, it says he is a rewarder. So a lot of people feel uncomfortable when we talk about the rewards, but guess what? There's, there was benefits to being in my family. And there's benefits to being in the genealogy of Jesus. There's benefits of being adopted heirs, sons and daughters of the king. There's benefits that you receive by faith. By faith. It says that whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. I just want to stay there for just a second because Right now, there is a, a, just a wave of people, a wave of millennials and, and older Gen Zs that are taking this idea of faith and trying to rip it apart from the scenes and, in hopes that they would understand. But the Bible says that you must believe and you can only believe by faith. You're not going to understand it. Now, you can go into depths. I study the scripture every day. I'm on a mission to understand but there's a part of me that knows that I'm going to choose to have faith even when I don't understand. I didn't understand when I had several miscarriages in a row. I didn't understand when I had to walk through, you know, hell in my family. I didn't understand when people die unexpectedly and you got to pick up the pieces. I didn't understand when you get stabbed in the back 85,000 times. I don't understand those things, but I know that by faith, You got it. It's the only way that I could please God. By faith, all right, you caught it up again, but that was like a C minus, okay? By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events of yet unseen, in reverent fear, in reverent fear. I know that's not something we talk about a ton in church, but the fear of God, let me just tell you, they're not talking about respect. I know some people want to believe that, you know, uh, a God that we should have faith for, like, he's so loving and, you know, just like, like puffy, you know, like a cloud. The, go the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament, and he's just and it don't make sense to you, and I don't know why he does what he does, but I, my responsibility is to worship God his way, not worship him my way. So reverent fear, get that in your spirit. It's okay to be afraid of what happens when you rebel against God. That's okay. It's okay to be a little bit afraid of what happens if I don't submit my life to Jesus. All right, I'll stop. That's another sermon. The fear of the Lord, we need to bring that back. Where's my keyboard player? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, stay seated. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. No, it's important. It's important. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He went out, get this, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents 
with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Can you imagine receiving a promise from God audibly and living in a tent? I think some of you think that when you have enough faith that things just magically show up in your life and you're just like, you know, sipping apple juice like in a mansion somewhere and favor ain't there. Right? That's not, that is not the Bible. Sometimes you receive a promise from God and you're still in the tent because you haven't seen the fruition yet. But by faith, you say, I haven't seen it yet, but I know what God said. He cannot lie about his word and I will see the promise. Slow clap it in. It's okay. I will see the promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power, supernatural power, to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Some of you think you're past the age of being used by God in the supernatural, but by faith, I'm gonna believe it for you. You're just getting started. Some of you haven't seen your best days yet. Some of you haven't seen your best service yet. Some of you haven't experienced the power yet, but you are today. Say, today's the turnaround. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead. Man, I don't want to be talked like that about in the Bible. (laughs) She's as old, she's as good as dead. That's a side note. From one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the the seashore. What can we learn from this passage of scripture? It's that Hebrews 11 is not just the hall of faith. That's what we call it. That's how we refer to it. But it's the genealogy of the faithful. How many have ever done their ancestry? Have you ever done it? I I got my box. I haven't done it yet. Mike's was interesting. It was juicy. We had questions. I was like, that's not what we were told. (laughs) It was good. And so I was sitting down at dinner with my sister, and I was like, Joe, we should do, my sister, I was like, Joe, we should totally do our ancestry. Like, we should find out. Like, who, because when people ask me, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure. She said, she, she stopped mid-sentence. She said, you're a hillbilly, I'm a hillbilly. And she pointed to her husband and she said, and he is too. <laughs> she was like, we don't need to do it. I'm like, no, I'm doing it, okay? So as, uh, you know, sometimes we, especially if you've ever been, if you're adopted or maybe you've been, you know, maybe you were raised by a not with your family, you don't know where you came from. But Hebrews chapter 11 says, you may not have a genealogy, but as adopted sons and daughters into our kingdom, here is the genealogy and the ancestry of your faith. And so sometimes we just borrow their faith. God, if you did it for Sarah, you'll do it for me. God, if you did it for Abraham, you'll do it for me. God, if you did it for them, you'll do it for me. God, if you did it for Joanna, you'll do it for me. God, if you did it for Kevin in the sound booth, you'll do it for me. You have power. You are leaving a legacy of your faith. And we get birthrights as a household of faith. You have a supernatural birthright. Did you know that? 
You're a part of this family of God. Your heritage is supernatural. And so when you become a believer, you are adopted into the family who access the supernatural by faith. The supernatural is not reserved for special people. It's not reserved for platform people. It's not reserved for people who are called pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers. It's not reserved for just them. The supernatural is available to those who are available. I feel like, you know, over the last few years, there's just been more um, opposition in my life. And, and I've been discouraged in seasons. I've been like, God, why do you even use me? Like, this, this is hard, you know? I'm just whining right now, but seriously. And I know some of you have felt that. You felt that in your professional life, or you felt that in your marriage, or you felt that in your singleness, or in your children. Or, and you know, we love those kids, but man, sometimes have you ever just been like, man, I don't even know if I'm good at this parenting thing. And God whispered to me, and it moved my heart. And he said, Julie, you're available. And I think sometimes we underestimate our availability. And so in this season of opposition, I've just been saying, God, I can't fix, I don't know, but I'm available. I'm available, and I'm just going to choose to believe even when I don't want to. I'm going to choose to believe when I don't feel like it. I'm going to choose to believe when it's hard and when it's easy, when it's blessed and when I'm discouraged, when there's favor and when I'm struggling. Availability and faith are very dangerous combinations to the kingdom of darkness. Faith and being available will open doors that you never, ever thought possible. There are some who've had great faith and not been available. They'll spend 45 hours in their prayer closet, but don't ask me to be a greeter. What if that interaction at the door wasn't just waving hello, but a transference of power and encouragement? What if preaching to our kids wasn't a drag, but an inspirational impartation to the next generation? And don't, don't let people show you who they are without coffee. So we ain't, we ain't uh, the coffee people are blessed. We all know what you bring. There are some who are available, but don't have faith. They'll do whatever you ask, but they can't believe that God could use them. You gotta have both because faith can move the mountains. Here's the thing, preachers with nice cars, they do not impress me. It, it doesn't impress me. Here's what impresses me. Abraham hearing that God wanted to just show him a land. And Abraham had such great faith to show, not give, show. Can you imagine God saying, all right, Kevin, I want you to pack up your family. I want you to drag your horse or camel or whatever. I don't know what they had. Something inconvenient, I'm sure. It wasn't a Tesla. We'd all be like, yeah, no problem. I want you to pack up all your stuff, pack up your kids, pack up everything you own. I'm gonna show you something, show. 
I'm going to need a little more than that, God. But he packs up his stuff. He travels for miles just to see what God wanted to show. His faith and his availability brought him just to see what God wanted to show him. And after he made that incredible step of faith, God said, I'll give it to you. The supernatural, a lineage from one child to another. Abraham had eight sons, but only one through Sarah received the promise. God doesn't need a lot to move. He just needs your availability and your faith. There's a couple of ways. I just want to give you three that you can access supernatural power. If you're writing, could jot these down. I'm going to move through them very quickly. You can get the notes later on the app. Number one, the supernatural accomplishes God's will when we surrender our will. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. See, witchcraft is just a misuse of the supernatural to accomplish their own will. That's why they say rebellion is like witchcraft because what it does is it takes the submission out of the picture. It puts you at the seat saying, I'll do what I wanna do. And it puts you right at the center of your own will. God's true power is released through our surrender to Jesus. And you will see the greatest miracles that you've ever seen when you allow God to be glorified through you, not just through someone else. I love Steph and Kevin Haas, and I love it when they lead together as a couple. But guess what? God wants to use you. And if you say, I'm not good enough to be used of God, that's, you don't know the gospel. Because the gospel is, you don't deserve it, but you get it anyways. The gospel is, is that he didn't have to do it, but he did. The gospel is, is he had no guarantee you were gonna be here in this service and surrender your life. But by faith, you showed up today and said, God, if you can use anything, use me. Use me, I'm available. The supernatural legacy that God wants to do through your family, the enemy wants to do everything he can to stop it. Even the doubt, you might be even sitting there right now like, Lord, I'm available and I have faith, but my kids are backslidden. Rebuke that lie right now in the name of Jesus. By faith, they will receive Jesus. By faith, that legacy of faith and availability will be transcended through the generations. By faith, there'll be generational blessings and powers and mantles that go from one generation to the other. Number two, the supernatural verifies steps of faith. Let me read this scripture to you. Mark 16, 17 through 18, it says, these signs will, I'm gonna, they say shall, but I'm gonna use will, okay? Cause it just, you know, I'll say shall, okay, fine. 
and these signs shall follow them that believe. Not maybe, not it might, it said shall. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak in new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. I'm gonna start praying this scripture over my line. They will do it. They will do it. They will do his works and greater. Signs don't come first, faith comes first. Signs follow faith. It says that these signs shall follow him. You got to start moving first. Noah looked like an idiot until it started raining. Some of you are going to call your kids saved before they actually receive Jesus. And you're going to look dumb to your family, but you're going to say, in Jesus' name, it will happen. Availability in faith. Number three, the supernatural is your birthright. You are a miracle experiencing a miracle. A few weeks ago in our Bible study that we do on Monday, shameless plug, we were talking about, she said, that's okay, bless her heart. We were talking about the wedding at Cana when Jesus took the water and made it wine and how the head of the feast, they actually, the, uh, Jesus sent the servants to take the cup and give it to the head of the feast. And he takes the cup and he drinks it. He's like, this is the best wine we've had all night. In other words, he had no clue that what he was sipping on was a miracle from heaven. He had no idea. And some of you are sitting here and you don't realize that the enemy was coming for you, but God was a shield and a buckler around you. But God, he was protecting you like a fortress. But God, and you are a miracle, experiencing a miracle. Activate your faith. It's time. We are not bystanders to Jesus. We are not just sitting here waiting to watch somebody else to lay hands on the sick and to recover. We are going to do it. We are going to be households and legacies of faith. We are. We say yes. Who is available? Who is available? I am available, Lord. I will go. I will do it. I will receive it. Come on, lift up your hands. We're about ready to step into impartation. We are about ready to activate our faith. The supernatural is your birthright. If you had your family member die and didn't leave you anything, guess what? I get it. But you know what you have as a birthright? A lineage and an inheritance is the power of the Holy Ghost. You have power for the things that you don't think you're able to do, for the places that you don't think you're able to go. He will do it by faith, by faith, by faith. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses. The prayer of surrender and availability says, I'm going to move in the direction of what God said he'll show me by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. 
John 14, 12 says, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. He said it's better that I go so the Holy Spirit can empower you for greater. But you have to be submitted to the Father. You have to submit by faith. Where's our prayer team? I want you guys just to line up. We're getting ready to have a, a just a step out in faith moment. If that's you and said, I want to be empowered for the supernatural, just step out of your seat. Now, prayer team, we're not going to receive them in prayer. We're just going to go through the crowd and just lay hands on an impartation. Come on, step out of your seat. Fill up this whole area. Come on, let them come in. Come in, fill it up. Come on. If that's you and you said, I want to move in the supernatural power, I'm telling you, God wants to use you. Come on, lift up your hands. If you're watching online, stand up as an act of faith. God wants to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Do not believe the lie that God doesn't want to use you. You're about to activate into the supernatural. Now, now, now. Come on, NYC. God wants to use you. Get out of your seat. Accept the call of God on your life.